Recorded during the plague year 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute. Each week we get together to talk about the all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com, the Apollo 13 Minute, Airport Minute, and the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Tom Taylor, and I'm touching my face as we speak. Ooh, ooh. But my hands are clean. Oh, okay, okay. good. As long as, yeah, covered with Fizohex here as well. Or rubber gloves or, you know, simple things. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, we are stuck in the town of uh, Piedmont, New Mexico, uh, leaving a dead uh, pants down doctor on the floor. <laughs> and uh, I do a... wonder if they pulled those back up before yeah. they left, knowing that, like, I guess they I guess they think the next visitor here is going to be a nuclear missile. But, you know, you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to uh, meet it eternity? with a... Yeah. It's <laughs> always dignity. Yeah. Um, so it's yeah, it's uh I keep wondering, you know, skipping to the end of the movie, though, after after they don't call in a 712, do they send in a cleanup crew? Or... Oh, God. Yeah, I guess they must. Yeah. And how, I mean, theoretically, the virus has mutated or whatever. It's not a virus. I don't know what you'd call it. The, the life form has mutated. Um, but are the original life forms still unmutated? So, oh, yeah, I mean. You'd have to send in a couple of dozen helicopters full of guys in funny-looking suits to uh, scoop them all into uh, a bonfire. I mean, I'm picturing like a pile of Jawas. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just need some uh, protocol droids with uh, sort of forklift-like arms to drop uh, bodies onto a bonfire. Yeah. Yeah, and apparently in Piedmont, Piedmont doesn't get any traffic at all. Like nobody from out of town would ever think of going to Piedmont. Yeah. That's, I'm looking um, at it and and I'm having a I, I don't have a, tr- a problem with that. I don't, okay. I don't know if the people there think much about Piedmont. Yeah, they they did. don't they don't know they're a ghost town. I'm just thinking when the uh, you know the Cisco trucks uh, pull up with lemon meringue pies and uh, uh, loaves of bread for the for that store that they were looking in where the where the naked gal was laying on the floor. Oh yeah. So the food has to come from somewhere. Maybe they maybe they have their own trucking company that brings it in. But uh, maybe. Too many, too many questions about this town. <laughs> it's a good thing this happened on Thursday and not Saturday when the deliveries were due and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, we have uh, Hall and Stone are walking back to, uh, as we were talking uh, on Wednesday, they are walking back to where I'm assuming their beam-up point is for the, uh, the helicopter. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's not that big a town, so it's just, just to the left of where we're looking at them at the beginning of this thing. They have uh, – it apparently takes two of them to cart that big uh, – uh, satellite out um, it might be heavy yeah it could be uh, but that's uh, i'm wondering about how did the do- how did that old doctor get it in his house he must have had i'm picturing he had two of the locals showed up and they, yeah. look what we found out in the desert right and then they, they left in, boys it. yeah and then they put it on the they put it on the wall and he uh sat down with his uh phillips screwdriver and took the lid off yeah um and uh Maybe there wasn't much of a breeze. That's the I'm, I'm, all this week I've been trying to ponder where you know why would how would he have enough time to get back to his uh, to his chair? Yeah, that is really weird. Yeah, although you know we do bump into people who didn't die right away, so maybe he was one of those That's didn't true. die right away guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's odd. Um, so yeah, maybe he was just crazy enough that he'd leave it leave it alone until he he got crazy enough in his head that he'd unscrew it. Um, <laughs> Yeah, weird. So uh, we see the two the two of them have come out with the satellite, and for some reason, through one of I'm assuming that the the sound in their helmets is something akin to Darth Vader. They're get you know they've got a uh, an impeller and a respirator 
going on in their back. So that's a, it's got to be at least as loud as like scuba gear equipment. Yeah. Yeah. I um, wonder if, I don't know. I wonder if whoever designed these suits, they're not just space suits. They're like, they seem like, you know, they should have a Project Wildfire logo on them or something. Yeah. Like, I wonder if there is some sort of like audio intake thing yeah like like that thing on the that thing on their head although i'm i'm picturing that thing on their head is like a headlamp yeah i was looking at that too yeah yeah it's uh it's like i wonder if the designers would be like oh if you're in a situation if you're in a piedmont new mexico situation you're gonna need to be able to hear stuff yeah maybe the maybe the ears are on the bottom of their backpacks you see they have those little protrusions maybe that's where the microphones are and uh that gives them like stereo i mean we only see one side of their <laughs> one side of their little plantronic uh headsets but they might have yeah. dual ears and they're they, they seem to be turning around trying to trying to pick up a baby's cry from a couple of blocks away <laughs> right so, yeah um impressive uh impressive technology anyway for for 1970s i mean considering there must be like a, a six volt you know lantern battery as well as a, a tank of oxygen and yeah and all kinds of plumbing in that thing, and probably a cooling. I, I would think that it's it's probably hot in that big rubber suit, so it's probably has some kind of a cooling system too. Yeah, um, it's in the middle of the desert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do like the pacing of this minute, where they're they're very slowly looking around and they're just kind of walking around slowly. And as they hear the cry, they they kind of break into a run mm-hmm. where they where they think it's coming from, which is a a nice little piece as the camera. Uh, tracks. I'm assuming that the camera is mounted on a truck somewhere, and the track the truck is just slowly rolling off to the right. Yeah. Um, but uh, a really nice, uh, a nice image. And then, of course, getting screwed up by that damn Dempsey in his helicopter. <laughs> yeah. Just doing his job. Yeah. Dummy. And uh, the most, you know, and int- it's amazing their uh, their vi- visual abilities because they can pick up a guy who's flying 500 feet over the steeple of a church, and they can still lip read. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Every time I have ever seen this movie in a theater, there weren't that many times, but every time I've seen it in a theater, the entire audience says the word oxygen out loud as he's pointing at his watch <laughs> and he says, oxygen. That's really funny. It's uh, amazing. I always want them to like draw in the dirt, like go <laughs> yeah. or baby or something. You know, ba- like, yeah, baby. Give on. us 10 minutes. Yeah. Again. Yeah. And it's funny. It, you mentioned the, uh, you know, the, just, the, just the way they, they, I like this whole sequence of them, like, you know, they, they bring out the thing, you know, Hall here, he stands up and hears the, cry, the, the baby crying, and then Stone hears it too. There's so many times in this movie, maybe not so much up to this point, but after this, like, all the four principal scientists are kind of at each other all the time. Or if they're yeah. not at each other all the time, they're at least not. There's no guarantee that they're going to be on the same page or getting along or liking each other or anything like that. And then it's not like they end like arm in arm and they're all pals and now they're going to be the crew of the spaceship or something like that. Yeah. But in, it, it, they, there are always there's scenes like this where like that doesn't get in the way if it doesn't need to. Like they, yeah. once something happens and they're on the same page about it, they're just working together and they're doing their jobs and they're just cool and they're scientists and, and that's cool. Yeah, when you know that when you find out that your medical doctor isn't a freaky perv who likes to look at old dead people's <laughs> yeah. bots, then it's like, oh, he's he's a normie. So he had a gun uh, to the back of his head for just a minute <laughs> before he stood up. Oh, okay, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't make me order up a seven twelve on you. Yeah, it's right. a, yeah, but it's and they both. Yeah, are you okay? Is that was that the wind or what? The you know they both they both yeah. seem to check each other out and go yeah yeah it's we're we're right. we're not crazy we heard it all right yeah and uh, they and they don't say more than they have to they just you know, yeah here's 
here's what I'm doing and let me explain and that's it. But they don't have to they don't have to get into super expository stuff other than that was a baby crying. Let's go this way. You know, it, it, <laughs> right. It, it was it wasn't too too bad on that. In fact, you know what? Not to jump way ahead in the movie, but I'm no. going to do it anyway. Sure. Uh, I was we were talking about this on on our our Ditch Diggers show uh, very briefly. Like we're not you know minute by minute or anything like that, but we were talking about this movie and uh, my co-host Dan brought up the fact. Now, why is the woman in this movie? Why is she not a young, hot, ingenue scientist? You know, in 1970, whatever. Like, how? Why is she? You know, a middle-aged, kind of dowdy, grumpy woman. Like, well, how did that happen? Like, who who yeah. who pulled that lever? Who who made that decision? And I wonder if part of it is that they, if if she were like she's, they're all guys in the book. Yeah. And so if they if they turned one of them into a young, sexy woman, that would change it. Like they wouldn't have the they wouldn't have this kind of just sterile, cool, four smart people in a room figuring things out. Maybe they're pissed at each other. Maybe they're not. But they're there for a job like that would enter that would bring in a whole new dimension to it that would kind of screw that up, I think. Yeah, I mean, we would you would have had a damsel in distress. I mean, I keep thinking mm-hmm. the, the natural one to think of in this is Raquel Welch in uh, Fantastic Voyage. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's the, the main lead has to has to save her. And in a way, the main lead has to save the female <laughs> character in this. But it's for a totally for, different reason. And right. she's not she's not looking extremely you know, she doesn't have her. Uh, her uh, wetsuit unzippered yeah. to the belly button. So it's, oh, yeah, no, it's my blouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I barely fit in this thing. I must be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's, you know, it, it was such a, an unusual and noticeable. The fact that it is noticeable is, is amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, the, that you have this, someone who's a, uh, a colleague and a contemporary, but they're not getting anything romantic out of them. They're mm-hmm. more, more snarky than anything else. I mean, there's, yeah, the one of my favorite scenes coming up uh, in a couple of couple of weeks is when uh, Dutton and Levitt are checking in at Wildfire and they're they're uh, looking at uh, they're getting their fingerprints done and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Dutton is poking at her and, and Levitt pokes back. It's like, oh, this, you know, I have a long uh, criminal history. And he's like, oh, it's got a long memory. But you don't feel like he's trying to get uh, romantic with her at all. They're just, you know. Yeah. We're buddies and let, let's chat about this stuff. Which almost um, makes me, it's almost too bad that I would like to see this movie made. I mean, I don't want this movie touched. It's perfect the way it is. But it would be interesting to see it with a young, you know, a, a, she's she's hot. She's the hot, you know, busty doctor. But yeah. that doesn't, that still doesn't come into it at all. They still just treat her as one of the guys and she's just there as a scientist. And they don't make any, you know, there's no innuendo. There's no straying eyes or anything like that. That'd be really interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah. But I don't, I don't see them ever making a movie like that. With no. I, I don't see them ever putting a middle-aged woman in a movie like this uh, nowadays. You'd have to have right. a, uh, you know, you need a Black Widow. You need, you know, that kind of a. <laughs> yeah. Every everybody else would be dressed in uh, professorial clothes or jumpsuits, and but her jumpsuit would be made out of spandex. Yeah. And yeah, and it's just it's they, they got to sell tickets, and that's the way that's the way they do it. And yeah. this, it, it's a shame that this movie, this kind of movie, can't be made anymore. Although yeah. the pacing of it would kill it in the first place. <laughs> that's true. Uh, it might make it as a like a Netflix six-parter, but I think that's already been done. The Sci-Fi Network did it, and it was a little bit too low budget, and they, they added too many elements in it that made it like a government cover-up and all this other things. Yeah, I didn't try watching that. I saw the ads for it, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, nah. not, not worth doing. It's um, If you saw the remake of the Poseidon Adventure, what they did to the Poseidon Adventure movie oh, yeah. is what they did, what they did to Andromeda Strain. So Deadly. just... 
a, tra a tragedy. Um, but it's a, uh, it's nice, completely impossible conversation with a helicopter here in this, in this particular <laughs> minute. Yeah. Um, Just wave your arms. I uh, yeah. That's all you I, can do. I would think that uh, you know they'd have some way of saying come back in five minutes or. Um, yeah, some flags or something or yeah. Yeah, and wouldn't he if he wanted them to get in the? Wouldn't he land first? I don't. Or maybe he maybe he saw them and they're 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 telling him don't land. But I would yeah. think that the first time they would have heard from him is when he put down on, in front of the church. Um, right. It's uh it's peculiar. And then in this situation, how does he know when to come back? Like, yeah. do they do they find the baby and the guy and, and you know it's like oh my god it's been half an hour running yeah. out of air this is rough <laughs> this was a big mistake I only needed five minutes yeah and like Dempsey's under orders that he has to go back to wildfire and get uh, incinerated so yeah, right when if your orders are to go back and get incinerated <laughs> yeah. do you um I'll do another lap and he's got that he's got that uh, F4 phantom flying around over him ready to shoot him down All right. but if if he's already on the ground it, it, are the orders for the phantom to come in and you know yeah. strafe strafe the town until they make sure every every body is not moving or <laughs> right I, I, oh, I have so many questions i can't i, can't, I just want to you you want to jump into the screen and go excuse me could you just tell me what ha if let's say <laughs> it's funny because this entire movie is like um, it's like a conversation between Jordy LaForge and Data where it's just all techno babble and you don't know what they're talking about. Like, I'm not a microbiologist. I'm not a surgeon. I don't know anything about any of the stuff they're talking about. And I'm going completely on like, you know, oh, the, the thing divided by, by 43%. Oh, no. So like if they didn't say, oh, no, then I wouldn't know that was a yeah. bad thing or not. Yeah. <laughs> but so like there's so much in this movie to sort of take – According to that, you know, he's kind of like trust the the re responses of the actors and stuff and the characters and what they're how they're reacting to stuff. But then also, yeah, there's still lots of questions. <laughs> they, they seem they seem to have a bunch of rules somewhere and you don't know what the rules are. You know, it, it's like, yeah, um, I from the beginning of this movie, I still don't understand why uh, Major Manchek had to go into a broom closet and turn <laughs> a key and dial a certain number and leave a message on a recording. Right. And then previously he had ordered up, you know, he had ordered up a a, a thing on an open line that uh, they wanted to get a, a scan of the town of Piedmont because he thinks there was an alien intrusion or something. <laughs> right. and it's like, and that didn't require a key and a special number. Right. And, um, but what's, you know, why, who, who gets to do these things? Because um, it looks cool. It does. All of this is very cool. And the <laughs> yeah. idea that, you know, you have to. You have to rent a 707 to fly uh, uh, Dr. Stone to Vandenberg when yeah. the Air Force must have some cargo planes around. They don't right. need it. You know, they don't need commercial flights. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's all just oh, I have so many. But, you know, that, that's the that's the joy of this film is that there's so many questions that you can, you know, you walk out of the theater going. Um, but what about, what, what, you know, so. Right. Uh, none, you know, does anybody in Piedmont have family outside of Piedmont? And are they going to ask, hey, whatever happened to that town in <laughs> yeah. New Mexico? Um, we've, all the, we've established that they might not have telephones, so that'll slow things down. Like, they won't find out about yeah. it until the bomb hits. That yeah, should take so care of that. We, uh, when the postal service truck comes into town to offload, you know, <laughs> yeah. 98410. And, yeah. um, the Army's yeah, furiously it's... canceling all orders that went out of <laughs> Piedmont the day before. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that Sears catalog. No, don't even bring it. Anything <laughs> I don't care what you order from Spiegel. It's, yeah, um, you don't yeah, need it. Trust me. 
Yeah, I know. Just just get rid of it. Um, but we uh, we're coming up to the to the end of this minute, running out of oxygen. Um, we see uh, Hole and Stone are going. You know, come on, let's go. And that, you know, they're gonna they're gonna get on to their next adventure to find out where that where that crying is coming from. Which mm-hmm. is, I do enjoy every. They don't really uh, telegraph anything that's going to happen. Uh, well, until you get to, <laughs> until you get to the major exposition saying, wait, you know, if there's a bomb that's going off, you're going to be the one to turn it off. And that's like, <laughs> right. This oh way gosh. to the great egress. You know, that's, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get this straight. <laughs> Walk me through this again. One more time. Yes. Can we, can we show that with, a, with another computer simulation of what's going on? <laughs> yeah. the bomb? And, so I turn on the bomb. No, 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 no. You don't turn. <laughs> I turn on the bomb. You turn it off. Why are you holding up five fingers? Because you got five minutes to turn it off once they and, turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, and not all the alarms work, so that could be a that could be a major problem that you'll face yourself with. And how and do I know if be, it doesn't work? It'll it'll have a sign on it. It'll be all ripped up and it'll have a sign on it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and we'll make sure you know whatever you do, don't be in an office that doesn't have one of those things in it. And when it what? becomes very clear that you can't, you know, that we shouldn't let the bomb go off. <sighs> it's just just exhausting. Um, but uh, I do like the fact that even though you get all those expository things, you still have these, I'm going to use the J.J. Abrams word, you still have these mystery boxes that you don't know what, what's next. And mm-hmm. this, sure. this, what's the next thing of a crying baby of all yeah. things? What's, what, what does that mean? But we'll, we'll have to wait until next week to find out about that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, wow. Well, Tom, thank you for being with us this whole week. Uh, oh, thank glad, you. I'm glad you enjoy this movie. This is a... <laughs> I, I I don't maybe your son doesn't like it, but I I know there are people that don't like this movie, but I, I I love this movie and I love talking to people who love this movie. So it's it's been a lot of fun this week. Yeah, me uh, too. I've had a ball. Yeah, it's great. Well, uh, hopefully we won't have reasons <laughs> to to tie it yeah. into current events. Uh, how how are you holding up during uh, as we're recording this during this? Major, I'm uh, major I'm event? doing okay so far. It's been a couple of weeks, and I'm 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 you know I'm with my wife and son, and we all still like each other. We you know we've got elbow room. We're we're pretty lucky in a lot of ways. Um, I have been watching movies like Andromeda Strain, and I should point out I I put this together in my head earlier. James Olsen, I know that he's been in tons of stuff that I should know. But the only thing that I unassistedly from IMDb or anything know him from, from my brain, the only two things are the Bionic Woman and Columbo. Ah. And what's fun is that he's in a Columbo with, it's the John Cassavetes one, which also has Myrna Loy and Blythe Danner, wow. whose daughter gets the top of her head taken off in uh, Contagion, which I watched wow. also this yes. week. Wow, yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all comes together it's a small world yeah i i always know him from uh it, it's funny after this he did uh project ufo he oh yeah the, i remember the, that show the stern air force guy the younger air force guy he was kind oh, of okay. like the kent mccord to um i can't remember the other guy <laughs> right robert Lozier, some some type older guy yeah um but uh yeah and his that was uh he seemed to grow more hair in for this i don't know how he did it but uh he's, <laughs> he's less bald in in the in the project ufo one that's impressive uh, but a, a fascinating guy and of course you know having owen marshall attorney at law as arthur hill i i grew up with with seeing oh yeah uh arthur hill in so many different shows it's it, this is a tv cavalcade there's so many tv yeah. characters rolling through so it's a, a lot of fun seeing them uh, fighting you know fighting against a, a world uh, threat to life ah <laughs> uh, wow um but uh, again, thank you so much for being on. Uh, for folks who uh, have missed uh, our previous half hours, we're up to minute 30. Go back to uh, Andromeda Minute and download everything and listen to it. A great thing to binge binge listen to. Uh, uh, 30 wonderful episodes out there. And uh, if you want to talk back with us, we're always available on the social media at uh, Facebook 
uh, Project Wildfire and on Twitter and Drama in a Minute. And Tom, I know you've got a lot of different uh, venues for people that can, can reach out to you. Where are they? Uh, I can just tell you the one uh, one-stop shop for all your Tom Taylor needs is IamTomTaylor.com, where you can get links to all the many, too many shows I'm involved in. And also you can uh, find and perhaps even purchase uh, the book that I wrote, In Memory of Todd Woods. It's a, a fun great, young adult uh, novel. A great novel. I have it on my Kindle. Ah, thank and, you very uh, much. It's a, it's, a, it's a wonderful wonderful book to read, very very topical and, and intriguing, and uh, very real, very realistic, I must say. Oh, I, thank I you. Like the dialogue is very nice. Uh, but anyway, join us here uh, next time. In the meantime, while you are uh, spending your weekend, please uh, wash your hands and uh, keep a good solid distance. Uh, we'll get through all this together. Uh, hopefully by the time this movie's uh, finished <laughs> uh, talking about it. So uh, we'll be uh, get back in the sunshine. Uh, so anyway, keep your sunny side up, and we will talk to you next week here on The Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here. <laughs>